one of the uh, outstanding wisdom of God uh, that dawns on us, or that should dawn on us, is to understand the value of souls. It's because of the souls of men that God gave his only begotten son. He values every human person. And more particularly, his own children who have finally received the grace. He treasures them. Very importantly. You know. And so as many whom the Lord recruits to become agents of evangelization, who are out there to nurture and to save souls, the Holy Spirit will always do everything to bring this understanding to the heart of those who are involved. As a matter of fact, even no matter the difficulty they experience, the pressure inside can be quite much. And today we'll see a man who really had passion for souls. And he knew it was not just a, a ministry for comfort. Paul's words were very touching. Paul said to the elders of the church, these are the people he has trained who are to take care of the rest, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you a guardian. It's a heavy duty. It's a heavy work. Sometimes as individual, individuals, you know, on our level, we may not even know how precious our souls are. And Jesus said, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Meaning the whole world cannot buy him one soul. I tell you. But when the Holy Spirit begins to work on your mind and your spirit and brings you to understand the value of souls, you, are, you can die because of want to save souls. Why did Paul say this? He continues, he says, to feed the church of, of the Lord, which he obtained with his own blood. With his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you. So it means this guy has been dealing with wolves. They come in the spirit. They come in the spirit. These are daily experiences. When you know, when you see yourself growing in the spirit, when you see yourself making effort and things are working out for you, somebody's paying a price somewhere. It's very clear. Somebody's paying a price somewhere. An unseen price. The price that you don't see. Because there are wolves in the spirit. Demonic forces that are bent on bringing you down at all costs. So it's good that you understand that. And Paul here is, com- is uh, committed to these elders to also engage in this warfare to secure the body of Christ. Jesus himself in the gospel said, Father, those you have given to me, I have kept them in your name. Why would he wake up every morning, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., pray the morning every time? He's securing the souls that God has given to him. He said, no one can come to me except the Father draws him. And when the Father draws one and gives him, he has to keep it. Even as he departed, as he was departing, he was still praying for them. Father, I'm not asking you to take away from the world, but the Lord, protect them from the evil one. Can you see the attention of heaven? You see, this is quite inspiring for us. Hmm? 
So we can see it is not an easy task, and all hands must be on deck. The Bible says, "Blessed are the uh, those who win souls are wise." That's what the Bible says. Those who win souls are wise. Those who have concern for souls, and that's why we must, you know, we must uh, engage every resources to secure the church of God and continue to push for the advancement of saving souls. We must be very careful not to presume that just because the church is full and people come to receive communion, they are saved. I tell you, that's not it. Sacramentalization is not evangelization. We must continue to do the inreach and the outreach. All hands must be on deck. All hands must be on deck. We must constantly check our system. The Bible even said it. Check and see whether you are seeing the spirit. <laughs> Quite challenging. Say, check and see whether you are seeing the spirit. Yes. Check and see. Paul continues. He says, And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, hmm, which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. As a matter of fact, this part of uh, Acts of the Apostles, this uh, Acts of the Apostles chapter 20, was one of those you know, chapters of the Bible that ministered to me many years ago. This is where we got some of our inspiration. I tell you. This is where we got the fire into our souls to continue this work. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. There are two things that keeps you. It is God and his word. Why? That's the only thing that builds you up and delivers to you the inheritance God has given to his saints. So Paul was conscious of that. And he repeated it here again. I covet not one silver or gold or apparel. You yourself know that these hands minister to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by so toiling, one must help the weak. Remembering the words of the Lord, he says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. The major project of the church is not getting money, gathering money, gathering money. It is saving of souls. It's saving of souls. That's the primary assignment. And we can't do all this without the Holy Spirit. That's why we must keep consecrating ourselves. And when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he, he, you will see the way he still, you know, uh, tries to bring to you the agenda of heaven. You know, there's a prayer I'm making now. I don't know whether you reflect on this prayer, but I do a lot. I do a lot, you know. It touches me a lot. Let me just go through it again in the next one minute so I can reflect together. And then these few days, you can still make it uh, an opportunity to, you know, to help yourself. You say, oh, Lord Jesus Christ, who before ascending to heaven promised to send the Holy Ghost to finish your work in the souls of your apostles. You see, there's an unfinished work. There's an unfinished work. And the Holy Spirit is coming to finish that work. Hmm? And disciples, dying to grant me the same Holy Spirit to me, that he may perfect in my soul the works of your grace and your love. The works of what? Grace and love. The only the Holy Spirit can perfect it. So we are still imperfect. And so when we refuse to yield ourselves, we expose ourselves and make things vulnerable for ourselves. You say, grant me the spirit of what? Wisdom. What does wisdom communicate to you? That you may what? Despise perishable things. Attachment to perishable things is not, is lack of wisdom. 
attachment to the things of this world. You want to impress people of this world. You want to do things their own way. Ah, hey, let me do it. Let me do it. Your joy is, you know, the things of this world are what inspires you, you know. That what gives you joy. You want to achieve like others and all that. You know, so no, 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 no. Wisdom helps you to know, understand that it's what? Vanity. There's a limit to how you allow it to engross, in, you know, get you engrossed in your soul. And to do what? And to aspire only after the things that are eternal. You will spend 60 or 80% of your energy you know, pushing the things that are eternal. Hmm? The spirit of what? Understanding. To do what? To enlighten my mind with the light of your divine truth. The word of God. You must gain the understanding of the things of God. Lack of understanding, it breeds ignorance. And the Bible says the only thing that kills God's people is what? Ignorance. The spirit of counsel. That I may ever choose the shortest way of pleasing God and gaining heaven. Discernment, discernment. To evaluate discern properly at every point in time, the things you do. That's the principle of counsel. When you grow in it, it needs to sharpen your understanding and then you can discern properly. No matter how it may appear so wonderful, you can discern the intent and the, the reality of that thing. Many don't have that, that, that gift and they make choices that ties their soul. The spirit of fortitude. Now what? That I may bear the cross with you and what? And may overcome with courage all obstacles that oppose my salvation. Now you know that things are opposing your salvation. Things are opposing your salvation. Paul was aware of that. And that's why he was, he was asking the elders to do what? To protect the sheep and the flock. There are very fierce demonic spirits that want to make sure that this good work God has set in your soul will be pulled down. The spirit of uh, knowledge. That I may know God and know myself and grow in what? In perfect, pre-perfect in the science of the saints. There's a science that is of heaven. It comes through the word of God. This was said unto you, it's given to know, know what? The mysteries of the kingdom. The science of the mysteries is the science of the saints. If you don't know it, how will you be able to live like the saints? You see, so when the Holy Ghost comes into your life, these are the things that he tries to bring in. The spirit of piety. That I may find what? The service of God. Sweet and amiable. The service of God. Make it your priority. Make your own contribution. Let part of your energy be burnt to advancing the kingdom of God. Use every opportunity to push for it. Don't waste your energy on other things. Huh? Very important. The spirit of fear. That I may what? Be filled with a loving reverence towards God. And what? Dread in any way to displease him. Reverence and fear. I will never displease my God. This is what the Holy Spirit will come and put in. These are the seven ministries that he brings into your life. And Paul had all these. You could see all this manifest in Paul. And all of us are called in our own different dimensions to manifest this also. It doesn't cost us anything. I was with somebody yesterday and the person was saying, hey, Father, this this life, eh, this Christian life, eh, you know, is you, you know, is you, you mean, Father, that you know, my, he now says something. He said, my fear is, Father, I know what you are saying, but Father, look at all this now. Look at all this. I have, I have made so much. And Father, are you telling me I should just go and sell this and give to the poor and go to the monastery? I say no. I say keep these things. But can you also build something like this in the spirit for God? Can you give this same investment you have physically for God also in the realm of the spirit? Can you give God your soul, your time, your energy? 
can you? God is not asking you just to stop this one. What he's asking is, can you also give me a space in your life? That's basically what God is asking us. But unfortunately, what has happened? 90 or 99% of our time is for the life this side. The other side, nothing to boast of. And that's why we are scared when things are leaving us in this way. Because these are confident. This is where we do it. That's so why I was I started counseling him and uh,